0: Welcome to the Twins Tale Podcast. I am Natalie Diaz, your host. I'm also the founder of Twiniversity and the author of What to Do When You're Having To. You know what, guys? In the past 10 years of being a twin parenting professional, I have met such extraordinary families. And the one thing that I have learned is that we could learn something from every single one of them. And that's what this podcast is about. We're going to meet families from all over the country in different stages of their twin parenting journey, and we're going to get an insider's look on what time their kids are going to bed, how do they deal with sibling rivalry, what is their biggest success to date. I can't wait for you to meet these amazing families. Guys, welcome to Twin's Today's Twin Tales podcast is brought to you by our friends at Zoe. Now, guys, For realsies. If you're a parent of twins, you got to get to know Zoe. Um, Zoe is a company that has so many incredible strollers for families with two, three, or even four kiddos in tow. I am not even kidding you. They totally have a stroller that could accommodate quads. We love the new Lux Twin Plus stroller from Zoe and it was actually voted the best side-by-side lightweight stroller in our 2020-20 awards. It's a really smart design and the Lux Twin Plus allows you to easily fit through standard doorways and offers you the option to extend with your family by adding a triple or even a quad seat. So, guys, you got to go check it out. Go to learn more about the Lux Twin Plus. Just go over to ZoeStrollers.com and tell them Nat sent you. Actually, don't tell them that. They probably won't even care that I sent you. But they will be excited that you were visiting. (laughs) Good luck. Happy stroller shopping. On today's episode of Twins Tale, I'm going to introduce you to my friend Amy Enspar. She's a boy mom of four. She has a teenager, identical eight-year-old twins, and a kindergartner to boot. She is really an extraordinary mom, and I I love how she is so open and honest about her divorce and how the boys have handled it and how co-parenting is working out and you know it's it's great we also dive into a little bit of how her mom is her one of her primary caregivers so it's interesting that you know i know a lot of us have family that helps us with the 20s and we we talk about a little bit of a conflict and resolution when you have your mom as a, a caregiver of your 20s so i can't wait for you to meet her she's also a blogger at a lady and four com, so she has plenty of stories there too but i, I really it's time here's amy Amy, welcome to the show. I want to bring back the jingle, Amy. (laughs) That's going to be my new hashtag, bring back the jingle. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with this. Sometimes I write random jingles for our partners and they don't always love them. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Uh, Because sometimes they're horrible. And I agree. Amy, you have a lot of children, Amy. There's a lot going on here. I love this. And I love that you are raising, I mean, would it be, it's not really another generation, but you have a teen, your 8 eight-year-old mm-hmm. twins, and you have a kindergartner. Yes. Um, that, that's a big span, mm-hmm. and it must be fun. There's so many things that I want to talk about, and I always, like, I'm always fascinated to talk to twin parents that have singletons, too, because then we get to play, how is the pregnancy different? I love that. That's one of my favorite. 20 Rare City Games. How is it different? Okay. And then I definitely, I really, really, really want to talk about you being a single mom and how you are, you know, adjusting your life to include a co-parent. And right. I I mean, honestly, it's it's so unfortunate that it's so common, Amy, and I'm sure you know. But it's so common for people to, you know, live separately and co-parent in two different homes. So I want Mm -hmm. to get into that. So let's begin kind of at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Since you had your teenager and then you had a tiny little bit of a break... How were your pregnancies different or how were you, you know, when did you deliver? How were the 20s? And obviously I'd like to focus on our little 20s because they're our most important, but don't tell your <laughs> other two. But um, but they are. And they're identical too, right, Amy? Yes, they're identical. Jeez yeah. So how, how did you find your twin pregnancy different from your singleton pregnancies?
1: Sure. Um... Well, it was definitely harder, and I was definitely bigger. <laughs> I mean, I worked outside of the home for both, and um, I worked for an organization that had very good maternity leave policies, and um, so that was great. And with my first, my singleton, I worked up until – was actually – I worked until Friday, which was, I don't know, it was 37 weeks or whatever – And then I was going to take a week off Mm -hmm. and see, you know, probably worked until 38 weeks. And then I went into labor over the weekend, of course, so I didn't get a break (laughs) and gave birth on the Monday.
0: You had extra Um, maternity time, though. Extra maternity. Yeah, yeah, I got an
1: extra, extra week of maternity time. And that was, um, you know, I had drugs and everything, but it was, um, quote unquote, it wasn't a C-section. Okay. And then with the twins, I went on bed rest um, at 28 weeks, oh, that's tough. which was really necessary. <laughs> really, really necessary. And actually, people at work were like, are you okay? <laughs> I'd be walking so slowly down the hallway. They're
0: like, it hurts to look at you. <laughs> oh, no, that's not yeah what every pregnant woman wants to hear. It hurts to look at you.
1: <laughs> it hurts to look at you. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> But, you know, you just do what you do. Um, But I was probably at at 28 weeks as big as I was full term with my singleton. Um, So then I was on bed rest. And at 33 weeks exactly, um, one of their water broke. So they were, um, oh, gosh, if I'm remembering this correctly, they were mono dye Mm -hmm. where they're they're identical. There's two separate of something, but they were... They were in two
0: separate sacks. Did they share a placenta? Yes, that's okay, the one. There you go. <laughs> you see how, okay. You see how you forget? That's it. It's always, there's, there's yeah. very few combinations that we could have, but yes. Yeah. Well, that's good that they had their own little homes. So that was yes. good. So somebody's water broke
2: and mm-hmm. then
0: you were like, oh, Rari, so yes, we, we got to go exactly. on in. So did they, so then, did they keep you on bed rest in the hospital or it was immediate delivery? No,
1: no they were like, you know what? We got to, we got to um, do a C-section now. Okay. It wasn't emergency in the sense, like they didn't just like strap me right away, but okay, they did okay. do it the same day. Okay. Um, and so at 33 weeks, they did a C-section. Now, the good thing was they were nice and healthy at, even at 33 weeks, they were five pounds each. Wow. I know. So that was a really, everyone was kind of cheering in the, in the That's operating great. room. Yeah. And then of course, different, um, you know, C-section versus non is that I didn't get a hold them right away. Yeah. Um, and then they went into the NICU right away and I went into um, recovery room. Mm-hmm. Um, And they ended up being in the NICU for three weeks because not because of they had really any medical issues, but because they were too small, Mm. Um, even at five pounds, which is, you know, and because of they just wanted them to be able to breathe on their own without stopping breathing. And they would every once in a while stop. Um, But that's still even when there's not a lot of medical issues to go Mm. see your babies and they're, you know, have all the tubes and the the wires and you're like oh yeah. my gosh you know and you're all hopped up on hormones <laughs> it's,
0: it's overwhelming like, it is and yeah. then plus to boot you had a kid at home mm-hmm. so you had yeah. you know to to balance a NICU stay with mm-hmm. having you know an older child it's definitely right. a lot and that the breathing thing it's so funny that like Amy like you'll hear every parent who had somebody in the NICU we all talk mm-hmm. about it it's like yeah. just one of those things. And I'm like, why isn't everybody talking about this no breathing thing? <laughs> so the Brady's and d right? That's like the yeah. the, the yes. big to do. Ugh. yes. I feel your pain. So now once the kids were a little bit older, then you're mm-hmm. like, let's do this again. Let's have another one. This sounds no, like a, let's have it, another set of twins.
1: It didn't work like that. None. Um, and I don't mean to sound um, none of my pregnancies were planned. <laughs> they all just sort of happened. Um, so, um, yeah. That's <laughs> so fun, after, though.
0: yeah. Was it, was it, a, a did you think that, okay. Yeah. Well, obviously, since we, we have this kid here, <laughs> did, were you like, okay, you know what? I've learned so much from my previous two pregnancies. Mm-hmm. The third time's a charm.
1: The third time was compared to having twins. Very easy. Um, <laughs> It's never easy to have a newborn, obviously, because you still don't sleep. Um, and then the twins, when my last son was born, mm-hmm. were um, they turned three less than a month later. So, you know, that's a little difficult because you have three year old, you know, twins who are still in diapers. Don't get me started on potty training <laughs> <laughs> and boys. Um, you know, and then you have a newborn. Yeah. So um, again, I was with the same organization. So I had a nice maternity leave. So I could do that. And my mom was living with me. Um, so that was a lifesaver.
0: Ugh, it's got to help um, that everybody's a boy, though. I think it's good for the clothes. Yeah, At least you is. could just be like, go in the basement and find the newborn yes. clothes. Let's do this yes. one more time. That's, yes. that's kind of crazy. I love that. And I, I don't know if you wanted a daughter, but perhaps you would have had identical <laughs> girls next <laughs> if you would have kept going, you never, you never really know. So let's a day in the life right now for you, right? So we're kind of in, you know, this, this COVID period, we're on the tail end of it. I hope knock on wood, literally you can hear me knocking. Um, how, how is it working in your home as a single mom? How do you manage? Like what do mornings look like in your home?
1: Right. Well, now that the role of teacher is gone, because that is not a nice role for me to have. <laughs> it was a lot. Uh, it was, yeah, not not that great at it. Um, I kind of let them just sleep as long as they want, which for the teenager could be, you know, forever. Mm-hmm. Um, for the littlest who is five, he usually gets up early, you know, so which means I'm up. Um, and then the twins, you know, maybe around 830, whatever. Yeah. Um, And then make breakfast. And we don't tend to do a lot because we're trying to, um, you know, we're still trying to isolate. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a lot of playing with each other, which um, is great, you know, when they have brothers, but it also means they're always fighting with each other.
0: What are some of the things that you have in like your backyard? I know that so many people are planning like, you know, camp mom for the summer as a boy mom and being through, you know, the ringer quite a lot. I can imagine. What are some of the, the, like the most important items that you would Mm -hmm. think should be in the home of, you know, a a large family like yourself?
1: That should be, um, would be a large basement and a large backyard with lots of balls and, jump in things. That doesn't mean that I have them though. <laughs> that would be that would be nice. That would be ideal.
0: uh yeah. now, of course, we have so many people that have been on like uh, crazy hunts for trampolines and stuff and they seem mm-hmm. to be in short supply. So yeah, mm-hmm. anything to to get those boys to to burn their energy off. Oh yeah. are they doing yeah. chores at eight year olds at eight year twenties?
1: Yeah, I mean we have I mean, they they take their own plates and dishes and garbage and stuff like that. They put their clothes in the hamper. um, And we've started, we have one twin who takes the groceries in from the car um, when we get groceries. And the reason being is he's more of an active kind of a kid. And he was kind of voluntarily helping to do that anyway. So it seemed like something that he would you know, be more willing to do. So he's doing that. And then the other twin is his job is to vacuum under the kitchen table, like around um, the kitchen area. Um, So, you know, it's, it's nothing too earth shattering. And I would like to have them do more. Mm -hmm. But it's a start.
0: Oh, that's definitely a start. It really is. And I, I, I'm always worried that parents today's parents, which I'm one too, we are, you know, we're not giving our kids enough responsibility. And it's probably because they have significantly more responsibility at school than we did at their age. So it's always a little bit, you know, you're like, is this the right thing to do? But truth be told, I mean, I'm forever grateful for having to do all the chores that we did growing up. And I love that you basically you're tailoring the chores to their strengths. Which is really smart, instead of just being like, this is what's going to happen. Have you always done that? Like looking back, have you always Um, said, you know what, this person's going to get this task because they're not going to hate it?
1: um, I try to work with the kids, each kid's personality. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that's necessarily the best thing to do, um, but that what's that is what works with my personality. And uh, we have to work with our own strengths. And, um, because if I try to be, you know, very authoritarian or authoritative, even mm-hmm. that makes me very tired and a tired mom of four boys who is trying to do work at the same time only means that I get cranky and nothing works.
2: Yeah. Um, uh,
1: so I have to kind of plan it out beforehand and be proactive. Um, and now for other parents that might not work, you know, they might yeah. say, well, they should just do it, you know, and then they have to figure out how does that work for them, yeah. you know?
0: No, it really, it's it's as much as you could stay consistently with, mm -hmm. you know, so whatever it is, whatever works for you. And Amy, that's Mm -hmm. kind of like the best part of this podcast is that people are going to learn that there are a million ways to do something. Mm And that yes. was kind of like our whole point behind it is to to get into the life of somebody as opposed mm-hmm. to just reading and be like, oh, here's a schedule for yeah. four-year-olds. You know what? That schedule could look totally different <laughs> to, you know, identical girls than boy right. girls. It's it's just whatever. Now, yes. I have a question for you. As a mom, mm-hmm. right? As a mm-hmm. mom, and I, I love that you do have, a, and you don't have a lot of kids. Like, you're not like Duggar-level children yet. <laughs> Maybe when you meet your next no, husband, it, perhaps, think. Amy, that's no. going to happen. I'm done. Be careful what you wish for all these all these <laughs> babies ended up here, you know, surprise anyway. Oh. Um, but do you have like deal breakers in your house? Are there things in the morning like, like go back to like regular school days, mm-hmm. everybody would get up go to school once upon a time when we actually went to school for the mornings or even the weekends or whatever. Do you have deal breakers? Mm-hmm. Like, you have to do this. There is no discussion. So it, as opposed to saying, here, you know, do this optional thing ber- based on your strength. Mm-hmm. Are there deal breakers in your house? Like, teeth have to be brushed before breakfast, mm-hmm. like items mm-hmm. like that.
1: Um, I think it's more of, I I don't like disrespect. And I understand that people have different ways of, you know, different tones of voice, different ways of voicing things. But I want to raise... Um, respectful people and kind people, um, and so yeah, it's it's been a road, I guess, with that one. But that that's my number one goal <laughs> is to raise respectful, kind men who go out into the world and treat people respectfully and kindly. Kindly. That's not a
0: word. Kindly. Kindly is a fun <laughs> word. I like it. I'm totally going to embrace a new that. Word. <laughs> that. But that, that's our job for all parents. And we yeah. forget sometimes. You know, we're so worried mm-hmm. about, you know, the, the minute details of each day and, you know, making sure that kids take, you know, gymnastics yes. class and that they no. are in Boy Scouts. Your job at the end of the day is really to raise these kids to get them on their own to be good yeah. men. Oh, yeah. Amy, you do it, girl. All right. So. <laughs> You've had your mom, you know, with you this whole time. And we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I really want to dive into how you deal with conflicts with your mom. Because a lot of people are very lucky, like you, to have family help them with their twins and your extra children. But I want to know when there were issues on like, you know, mom, this is the way it has to get done. I I want to come back and I want to talk about that. So sit right there. Are you having a tough time managing your 20s? We've all been there, but guess what? We are still here to help. You've gotta check out the Twiniversity First Year with Twins resource. It is chock full of tips, tricks, information, and resources to help you navigate twin parenting through your twin's first birthday. Our tips come from our very own experienced twin parenting community at Twiniversity, and they are literally tips from around the world. These parents have been there, done that, and they are ready to share it with you. We got a great, great tip for uh, from a mom who has eight-week-old 20s. And she says, if you feel like every day is like the movie Groundhog Day and you're worried that it'll never get better, well, guess what? This week, you may notice that it starts getting better. Longer stretches between feedings will be a game changer and your babies will soon interact more with you. Savor every single milestone, no matter how small, and write them down, or you will forget them. So for more tips like this, whether you have eight-week-old twins or 50-week old twins, go to twinniversity.com/slash first year. So somehow you rooked your mother into helping you with the children. I like this. I hope there was bribery involved. <laughs> Uh-huh. So your mom's been with you since everybody was born, since your first son was born as a teen or just the 20s? When did she come into the picture to help?
1: She, Yeah, she came before the twins were born, but after my first son, when he was around three or four, um, we bought, we were living in an apartment and we bought a house and she was living in the area. Mm-hmm. Me and my husband at the time, we bought a house. And so um, she moved in because her place is expensive. And then you know, she could help pay part of the mortgage and that would be less money for us and there was room for her and you it know, worked all the way around. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know, of course, that we were gonna have twins. Um, so then when we did have twins, that was actually really needed. Because <laughs> yeah. when they were newborns, the first four months um, we had around the clock shifts of adults. Okay. Um, you know, I did the most of it because I was on maternity leave. But my mom had a shift during the night. And my husband had, you know, like two, three hours, um, like evening into night before he would go to bed to go to work the next day. Okay. So that was a lifesaver, because I think the first four months are the
0: hardest. Oh, absolutely. And then you get (laughs) that four month sleep regression out of nowhere. And you're like, what? I thought we were (laughs) done with this. Still, like, I know that not every mom or Mm mother-in-law or aunt or whoever is going to help is always helpful 100% of the time Mm -hmm. did you ever have any issues with your mom helping you care for the kids that you were like mom this is the way it has to be done like how did you handle conflict with her
1: Mm -hmm. yeah I myself am a not a very I work things out through talking usually um but also, well, the most recently, because she had some issues in the past couple years with her hip, mm-hmm. where she had to have hip replacement surgery, and then the surgery didn't go well, and she had to have two more surgeries. So, um, yeah, so she was in and out of the hospital and in and out, out of things. Um, and then when she came back, there was a big adjustment, because she'd been out of the house for three months. Wow.
0: and yeah. so Yeah. With littles, that's an eternity. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. So she'd been out of the house for three months and we had kind of adjusted when it was just me and the boys. And then she came back and, you know, we, there was a period. So we did go to um, a counselor for a couple sessions and just, you know, worked on some things. Um, And it was good. It was good because we talked about, I think, some issues that, you know, you probably had since you know, mom and daughter stuff since mm-hmm. you're a teenager or whatever. And, um, you know, our relationship is not perfect, but no one's is. And um, <laughs> and I think, you know, she genuinely loves her grandsons and wants to be there for them. Um, and she still has, she works part time, so she's not home all of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it works, you know, we don't have a lot of like, big, huge fights or anything
0: like that. Oh, that's nice. Harmony yeah. in the house is always wonderful. Now, speaking of harmony, apparently your marriage wasn't too harmonious. <laughs> no. And it took a detour, and you ended yeah. up getting a divorce when the kids were how old? Um,
1: well, the divorce took a long time to become official, because the state I live in, you have to be apart with minor kids for a year. Um, but... I first left when the twins were not quite two. Okay. So I had a seven-year-old and, yeah, a seven-year-old and a not-quite-two-year-old, and I moved out to uh, an apartment, and my mom moved with me, and we were apart for five months, and then um, I went back (laughs) to try to work it out, Well, my mom stayed in the apartment. And, um, after two months when I was pregnant again <laughs> with my last one, I moved out again. So I had to start the year over again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so then, you know, that, that was a, you know, that was tough. Cause then I'm like, I'm going to be a single mom mm-hmm. of four kids, <laughs> like who yeah. has four kids. And, um, you know, and I was working too. Um, so I knew that I was going to have you know, the pregnancy and a baby on my own. And yeah, I mean, yeah. I had my mom, which was really, really great. But um, yeah, it was just such that I knew that I could not um, stay and that yeah. I had tried everything because I, I wanted to feel that I had really tried everything.
0: That's great. In order to make it work. That's yeah. great. And you know, for your kids, you really have to mm-hmm. kind of do it. And clearly, there were moments of goodness, three mm-hmm. moments, yeah. three moments of goodness yeah. that you've had three times. Uh but having such you know a uh, a little kid and then mm-hmm. moving out and to go through this process, how has your youngest son uh adapted mm-hmm. to you know being living with a single mom and do right. they get to see their dad often
1: yeah um we our arrangement our custody arrangement he has them um every other weekend um from Saturday morning through sunday evening mm-hmm. um So, you know, they, I guess that's about two nights a month. Okay. And um, he lives nearby now, so it's not that bad. And then the older one um, sometimes does his own schedule with him and sometimes not. Okay.
0: Well, he had the most time with him. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's definitely going to be a different relationship for your oldest son than your youngest son. How has it been since being single like is this mm-hmm. what you thought it was going to be you know what what are some things that you could tell a newly single mom that could mm-hmm. kind of help them navigate the early times
1: right um i think just to be gentle with yourself you know don't compare yourself to other people's situations mm-hmm. like so, I don't know if you've heard this saying before, don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle. And that's kind of what it is when, when you're a single mom and your kids are, you know, dressed and fed, <laughs> that's a really huge accomplishment mm-hmm. compared to someone else's Pinterest who's, you know, kids have bows in their hair and, <laughs> yeah. you know, look really cute. And you're like, Oh, I'm, I'm such a terrible mom, you know, just be gentle with yourself. And, um, No, you know, it's eventually going to get better, and you take it day by day. And, you know, I mean, things are so much better now than they were. And of course, my children are older, and that has part to do with it. Um, But yeah, just be gentle with yourself.
0: Now, what are some strategies that you've worked out with your Mm -hmm. ex-husband as far as co-parenting and, Mm -hmm. you know, if there's an issue with your children, Mm -hmm. how do you deal with that? Do you call on him to say, listen, here's something that went on during the week, you need a heads up? How does the communication Mm -hmm. work with both of you now that you've been divorced for a while?
1: Yeah, um, we more do parallel parenting. I don't know if you've heard of that technique. It's not... Um, co-parenting per se is not exactly possible. And that was one of um, the issues without saying too much. okay, (laughs) Yeah. So communication is not, not the strong suit. Um, But if there is something that I'm able to talk to him about, then I try to.
0: Okay. But ultimately, he just parents his way, you parent your way, right. and then the kids get kind of the best of both experiences because they, ha- right. you guys have such different parenting styles. Right. So while they were a conflict under one roof, Correct. do you find that it is benefiting the kids by seeing kind of both parenting styles?
1: I think what benefits them is not having, um, is to have at least not have the conflict in, in the home. Mm-hmm. And, um... I make sure to tell them, you know, daddy loves you very much. And, you know, it's good when you want to go see him and I'm glad you love him. And, you know, that's great. And, you know, just kind of address their questions as they have them. yeah. But, you know, putting a positive spin on their dad and, you know, and he's going to have his way of doing things. And, you know, this is how we do it here.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, And an interesting note is, except for my mom who lives with us and that's a huge thing of course none of my extended families in the area and then my ex-husband a lot of his extended families in the area so mm-hmm. they do see his side of the family more okay but I actually keep in touch with a lot of his family
0: oh that's wonderful
1: yeah so, so I try to do that for holidays
0: and do things. they get to see like his parents you know more? Because they're close by and is that on his clock or are you like, no, I love, you know, my mother-in-law is still my mother-in-law and we get to see her or does he have to have all his family time on his clock?
1: I don't really have a strict rule. It's mainly on his time. Um, But for example, for holidays, for Christmas Eve or something, there's a tradition. Um, They're from Peru. So there's a tradition about Christmas Eve where everybody gets together. Um, So even you know i'll i'll take him to whoever's having the celebration and we'll be there together and then if it's his christmas eve you know then i'll go home and and leave the kids and i'll say good night but i'll celebrate with them
0: oh that's wonderful um, yeah well that's good so, because that's part of your your children's heritage too right. so you're really celebrating right. with your children it just happens to be located Right. <laughs> In, you know, your ex-husband's family. So I, I love that. See, that's, that's yeah. I think, a big key. And if you, it might take a while to find mm-hmm. that coexistence where mm-hmm. you're, you know, it's unfortunate, but we all know as adults that often, you know, divorce, there's a lot of resentment and a lot mm-hmm. of bitterness. And it takes, it takes a minute. It mm-hmm. takes a minute. But you're kind of on, you know, the, the you're, you're through the forest, and now you're on the other side. And it's just really helpful to know that there's always hope, you know, yes. but was now do you feel that it was tough getting through the forest? Or was it like from the day you're like, I'm out, mic drop, I'm living <laughs> with my mom, I'm out of here? Or or was there, you know, a transitional period where you had to learn how to still be in each other's lives? Like, wasn't it? E- was it easy? Or was it difficult?
1: Um, I don't think anything's easy. I think being a single parent is very difficult. Um, But I think it was the right decision to make. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I think coming to terms with that took a while. But, um, and as far as the relationship... It's better than it was. Yeah. <laughs> our yeah. relationship with each other. Some people are
0: just have. better apart. And we, you know, in our Twiniversity um, classes and online too, we always talk a lot about marriage and basically mm-hmm. how so many, so few times people are really prepared for what right. children do to a relationship. Yes. And then it's, you know, I could tell you, I have plenty of friends that are better. They're closer with their spouse that they're divorced mm-hmm. Than they were when they were married. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's there's there's always something to be said about that. Now, yeah. looking back kind of on where you are now, your kids are a little bit grown. What are some of the mm-hmm. experiences that you've had as a parent where you're like, I can't believe that it took me this long to figure this out? <laughs> right. There's, there's always one of those. And it's like, oh, my God, like just recently, I learned that the lines on a solo cup are actually measurements. I was the last one, Amy, in the world. Please tell me that you didn't know this either. I didn't know, know that. <laughs> Amy, <No. laughs> Amy, the lines on a solo cup are actual measurements. Like the bottom line oh. is one ounce and then it goes to two ounce and a half a cup up to two cups. I had no clue. I literally okay. had no clue. Maybe this is just a made up thing. I haven't checked it. So I don't know <laughs> if, if this is real or fake. But I just learned this out this week and i'm like what uh, so what is your parenting <laughs> equivalent of that because my life <laughs> as i just get older in life i'm learning everything i'm learning so many new uh, things but are there ex- are there experiences of raising a teen of raising mm-hmm. eight year olds and of raising a kindergartner that you could say you know what moms
2: mm-hmm. blank
1: oh Let's see well this is going to You're making me think now.
0: (laughs) that's all right. It's my job.
1: Yeah. Well, I know, um, I will say, because I grew up with just a sister and no boy cousins or anything like that, raising boys, um, the one thing that I find, well, two things that I find to be true, um, they love to eat all the time. Like, that is no joke. Uh, (laughs) They're always, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm like, you ate, you know, 30 minutes ago, but I'm hungry, you know? (laughs) And I'm like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) um and then just the amount of uh chaos you know that they can do and then you know when when you have twin boys and I'm not this is not to negate that you know any sort of twins or even girls can't do this I'm not trying to say that they can't but it just seems when you get these boys together it's like a volcano or whirlwind you know and I um was a huge adjustment and I guess if you're asking for a secret it's just kind of just kind of roll with it (laughs) you know like if you try to stop everything it's just in other ways Mm -hmm. so you know I mean you, you can try to guide it a little bit but not completely stamp it out yeah. I don't know if that makes any sense.
0: It does. Ultimately, you got to let the kids be themselves until they go too far, yeah. and then you got to you got to right. come in and, and step in. How so do somebody you... shoots an eye out? Right. Oh gosh! <laughs> Please, I can't even imagine. I know what my boy-girl twins—they're constantly <laughs> fighting, and I'm always worried that somebody's mm-hmm. going to break something. And not just like a lamp. I mean, like a leg. Like right. I'm, I'm constantly in fear. I want to put the right. kids in bubble wrap. On a full-time like when i saw that they were making those like outdoor bubbles that you could Uh sit in and the kids could fight i was like i just want that full-time yeah i just want my kids to walk around the streets of new york city in a bubble could we Could we arrange that how do you think you know because your older son was there when Mm -hmm. your husband was around more do you Mm -hmm. think that he has kind of a different world view because he watched the evolution of your relationship and, like, whereas the littles might be, like, a little oblivious.
1: I think, um, definitely he has a different, yeah. I mean, he has a different take on how things were for sure. Because he, he lived seven years,
2: mm-hmm.
1: seven, almost eight years with us together. Yeah. He definitely has a different take. The twins don't really remember at all.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, you know, my littlest was not even born, obviously. <laughs> so they have, you know, more questions, but he he's, he knows why. Yeah,
0: yeah. well, it's got to be confusing for the little guy, because he yeah. doesn't know him as his dad. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're mm-hmm. born when he was super tiny. Was mm-hmm. your ex husband really involved? Or did you not see m- much of him then?
1: He, um Well, I I let him visit when he was a baby, but I didn't, um, have him take him overnight. Um, so I think it was when he was maybe two that he started going overnight with his brothers.
0: Um, because he
1: wanted to. Yeah, of course. Yeah. He wants to
0: be with his bros. Because yeah. then it just becomes a sleepover. It doesn't really right. come a, a visit to dads. You're, it's right. confusing. But he just wants to be where he wants to be where the action is. Right. Which yeah. is, is kind of fun. Now, w- with that and knowing mm-hmm. that you had you know a few nights with just your younger son, do you mm-hmm. try to split up ways so that you could talk to each of your sons separately? How do you navigate mm-hmm. being a parent to four?
1: I'm so glad you asked that. That's actually something (laughs) that I wanted to bring up because one of the biggest challenges that I face having four is um, having quality time with each of them. And I have to be really intentional about that. And especially, you know, I'm sure most twin parents experience this as well, um, because they each have their own personality. They each need something different from you. Um, And so I think the twins are the challenge the most on that, Mm -hmm. because my oldest, again, had me when he was younger. And my youngest had alone time with me um, at different points. Um, And so now, especially that I'm working from home Mm -hmm. and not commuting and working long hours anymore, I try to have some one on one time with each, especially with the twins, um, to try to have more of a bond with each of them.
0: That's great. Um, yeah. That's tough, though. That's a lot of so that's a lot of time. And then, do each of the boys have a specific activity that you do, mm-hmm. or how, what do you do during your quality time with them?
1: At this point, um, because of finances, and well, especially because of COVID right now, but but because of finances and where we're at, it's just more of a spending some time together, you know, in their bedroom or my bedroom, and you know, just chatting or maybe coloring or you know. But listening to them and, and you know, cuddling together, um, not with my oldest, of course, he <laughs> I'm lucky if we spend time together. Now. <laughs> he might he might come in and watch, you know, 10 minutes of a video with me. That's good. Still... You take yeah, what you he's... could
0: get. They come back. They go away for a while. I remember I, I you know, I, I genuinely remember being a teenager and going through this mm-hmm. stage where my own kids are going through. Mm-hmm. And I just have to keep reminding myself they come back. They always yeah, come back. That's they do it. love me. That's it. They do. I make my son tell me he loves me, even though he's like, yeah. I love you. I'm like, thank That's enough. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take yeah, it. And I made exactly. him kiss me on my forehead the other day. He's like, why? I said, because I told you, because I gave you life. Be quiet and kiss me on my forehead. He's also taller than me now, which is yeah, weird because too. I'm almost six feet tall as I am. So I re- I don't encounter many people taller than me in in my regular day. And now I have one um, living in my house. Oh my gosh, Amy, this is so crazy. I am so happy that you took time to talk to us. And I love that you were so honest about your experiences of, you know, being with your mom and divorced. It's a lot. It really is a lot, and I know that this time could could have been spent taking an extra long shower or something yeah. <laughs> nice for you time. But I love that you wanted to help our our twiniversity families by giving a little insight into your life. So I honestly thank you very very much for joining us today.
1: Oh, it was an honor. Thank you.
0: Well, I have good news for you guys that are listening. Uh, Amy's tale doesn't end here. She actually has a blog. It's called A Lady and Four Gents, right? And so, yes. Amy, what are some of the things that you're that you write about on your blog?
1: Yes. Um, Well, I write about, um, you know, how to be a single mom and, you know, how to survive being a single mom financially um, and just day to day emotionally as well. And I've started to put some more stories on there about twins, which I I hope people will find interesting because there are some unique twin struggles. Um, So... (laughs) Oh, yeah. If people wanted <laughs> to go over there, read some stories and comment, you know, I'd love to have you. Oh,
0: I um, love it. I love it. And do you have like, <laughs> like recipes and savings uh-huh. tips? Like, are there other stuff? Or mm-hmm. is it mostly memoir?
1: Um, there are a few tips. Um, I'm looking to put on some more tips, lots of memoir and hopefully funny stories. I guess I want to make people feel, you know, that imperfect is okay. And as long as you're, you know, just try to smile and try to be gentle with yourself and and we're all in this together
0: amen sister girl yes perfectly (laughs) imperfect that should be the uh the tagline of twiniversity that's certainly certainly what we are so guys if you need to go check her out i would certainly and i know that the twin stuff's going to be great because hello having you know older an older boy and a younger boy and then having these twinies sandwiched in the middle it's got to be great so it's a lady a lady and four gents and the four is spelled out.com so you could go check amy out over there and as always, thank you for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. This is specifically created just to get a glimpse inside, you know, the world of twin parenting all over the country, all over the world, as a matter of fact. So we're excited to bring you more and more guests. So don't forget to subscribe so that you always get the latest information on when we have a new episode for you. And if you need anything from me or the rest of the Twiniversity team, or if you even want us to send a message to Amy, we would be happy to do that. You could email us at community at at twiniversity.com or of course you could stalk us on any social platform we're literally just at twiniversity on anything so until later until next time that's what i'm trying to say until next time guys i will see you later alligators thanks for listening